You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're going to call Pedley on the play. Darby heard him say, what? Certainly not. Certainly not. Oh, man, that's such a dive. Merrill. That is such a dive right there. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in the... It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Hot mic, hot mic like that. Tim Peel's career is over as an NHL referee. BetQLandRadio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. Promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily via the BetQL Audio Network. So uh, NHL made it official on Wednesday. NHL referee banned from the sport after that hot mic incident, uh, which happened in the Nashville Predators game. Uh, NHL says he will no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. Here's NHL VP of Hockey Operations, Colin Campbell. Nothing is more important than ensuring the integrity of our game. Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to that cornerstone principle that we demand from our officials and that of our players, fans, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. Uh, So that's the NHL stance. Those are some terrible optics, obviously. So many different layers to this. Uh, We hit on this with Alex Moretto a little bit yesterday, Ross, and I wanted to get your perspective on it. Wow. Okay. So you're just trying to appease a lot of people that were up, that were screaming, right? Banging their fists against the table. That's exactly what this was because the optics were terrible and I get it. And there's a sports betting element because the leagues are now in bed with all the sports books. You can't watch a game five minutes without seeing an ad. Um, That's where we are right now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but uh, there were, I'm sure a lot of people that were ticked off, but uh, my whole take on this was, kind of a shrug of the shoulders as I saw people on Twitter freaking out the other night and fans really mad yesterday because you would know better than us, but I just assume that these conversations happen all the time after a basketball game when a head coach is holding up the box score. What are they pointing to? They're yelling about the fouls, the disparity in fouls. Same thing with the NFL and in college football. Post-game press conference, talking about how all the penalties are on one side, not on the other. I just assume that the referees, for the most part, try to make it fairly even. Are are these the conversations that you've heard on the field as a player or broadcaster? So I want to take I want to take a quick step back, Joe. There's no question that coaches will point out when they feel like they're getting the raw end of the deal. No question. And in my experience. 
I feel like there are absolutely makeup calls. Like yes. where it's clear because there's not supposed to look at the big screen, but I think after they make a big call and the crowd goes crazy or the coach looks up there and is like, are you kidding me? It is uncanny how often after that there's a call that goes the other way. Mm -hmm. Uncanny. And I think that they would probably always deny that and say there's no such thing as makeup calls. I don't believe that. I, I think that there are makeup calls to try to make it a little more even. What I what I need is I need a little bit more context into the Peel comments. I'd heard it earlier. I just heard it again. What what is the context here for why he did it and why he said that? Yeah. Well, he didn't even think it was that bad, but he wanted to get a Nashville penalty. I mean, he's caught on the mic saying that. But he, why? Oh, be, oh, you're saying was he it was, was there early, a make a call early, right before? It was, it was early in the game. Yeah. So it, it was it was right early in the game. So he wasn't like evening anything out, was he? Right. I don't that, that that's the part I don't understand. Yeah. Um, like if it was later in the game and he said it wasn't much, but man, I felt like I had to even it out, you know what I mean? But it felt like it was early in the game and he wanted to penalize Nashville just to penalize him, just right. to give them a penalty. Sure. Uh, and I don't know why you would say that if you're him. I mean, even if it's true, especially if you're Mike. But they are they no are the much what, better team. Say that was that part of it. He wanted to give Detroit a fair shot. I don't know. Yes, I'd like to hear from him as well. But we probably never will. I guess I'm I'm confused. And so people are just all up in arms because he they, they like look at that as he could be fixing the game. Yeah, Tim Donahue, right? Yeah. Or uh, well, the number one rule about fixing games is you don't talk about fixing games. You don't make comments that would let people know you're fixing the game. So uh -huh. I'm pretty confident Tim Peel's not fixing the game. Well, the fishy thing is, is he's been in trouble for things before. Like, this isn't his first instance. And the other thing is... What, what has he been in trouble in the past for? Because well, I'm not the biggest hockey guy. I don't follow the refs. And, you know, I, I could tell you about some MLB guys, uh, certainly some NFL, but not so much with NHL refs. I mean, nothing really big, like just little small things here and there. But what makes it fishy to me? And again, I mean, I'm not making a huge deal. I do think that there's makeup calls in every league. I think we see it the most in the NBA. But like Ross said, I mean, you see it in the NFL all the time. If they miss a baseball, hole, baseball happens every inning. You miss baseball a strike. Every, yeah, absolutely. But like what's fishy about it is this is his last year as well. So, yeah, he's he's banned from the sport. He's banned from the NHL. But he was retiring anyway. So if I was going to get myself into something. I would do it my last year. <laughs> last day of work, my last day of school, that's when I would, you know, get myself into a little bit of trouble because, you know, what, what are they going to do? I got one foot out the door already. I, my whole point is, in no way do I think he was involved in fixing a game or where we could say, oh, this is rigged, this is rigged, even though fans scream about that every single week when calls go against their team. I'm not there. But I just – Assume this is normal practice. That's why I'm not freaking out about the issue. I you assume it's time. normal practice, Joe, yeah. that early in a game a guy has a questionable penalty just because he feels like it. I or think it was close. Or, I think yeah. evening things out on some level is normal practice. 
I think early in the game, giving somebody a penalty just because you feel like it, I don't think that's normal practice. I, yeah. I don't really understand it. Well, he was all, it was also calling the penalty on the much better team, too. Detroit's terrible. <laughs> it was that well, part of it. But yeah, that's the problem I have because you know my hockey betting philosophy, tucks, <laughs> yes. tucks. I go with the better team in regulation or I lay the goal and a half. So I got a real problem with this guy messing with my money. No, I didn't bet on the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They they just wanted to bring the heavy hand. Okay, everybody calm calm down. Not a Donahue situation. No cheating here, even though it happens all the time. Right. Yeah. So, just uh, I think it's interesting that people are still screaming about it. And well, unfortunately, this is what uh, Tip Beal is going to be remembered for: the way he goes out instead of uh, the whole retirement that he was going to have this year. You are banned. When his kids Google his name, banned from the NHL for life. Tip Beal. Joe, I'll uh, say this, though. Yeah. Like, a lot of these guys do have huge egos. Like, look at baseball umpires. Like, a yeah. lot of these guys yeah. want Angel them. Hernandez, Joe West. Yeah, you can go on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wanted to hit on some college hoops, guys. And there, there's some movement with a couple of these games. Not drastic movement, but a little bit. Uh, since opener, the opener, we've seen the Bama line move up. It was early on four and a half. Now we're sitting at six and a half, but more adjustment with the totals. The Baylor Nova total has been moving up. That's gone from 138 up to 141 and a half. And the Michigan Florida State game has been headed in the opposite direction. That's uh, moved down from 146 to 143 and a half. Horvath, do you think any of that is notable? Yeah, um, I love to see the Villanova Baylor total continue to go up. And I know that most of the money, most of the bets are probably going to come in on the over in that game, but I got it at 139. I wish I would have gotten the 138. But to see that, like you said, at 141, that's a game where I love the total. I love the over with Villanova and Baylor. Um, and then the other one is I did play the under, actually, in UCLA in Alabama. I really like that one. And then the under in Oregon State in in the uh, Loyola-Chicago Loyola Chicago game uh, went down, what, from 126 to 125 and a half. I, I like the under in that one as well, Joe. I just think that, I mean, if you look at – what they've done all season long, Loyola, that is. I mean, they're the best defensive team in all of D1 hoops. They give up, what, 50 points per game? I think it's going to be a slower-paced game, like the under in that one. So, you know, yesterday we were talking about the Saturday matchups, and there's not a whole lot I like. I like Florida State a lot on Sunday, but Saturday, the focus for me is probably going to be the totals, where I don't think you're really getting value on the sides. You know, I, I would lean Baylor, but again, six, six and a half with Villanova. I don't know what to expect because you're giving Jay Wright a full week to prepare. And we saw what happened. Like nobody was giving them a chance to advance out of the first weekend and get to the sweet 16. I don't think, I don't think it's very lucrative to, to bet against Jay Wright in March. So if anything, I'm targeting these totals and that's my favorite one right there though. The one that you brought up first Baylor uh, in the uh, Villanova. I like the over in that one a lot. And speaking of that game, of course, the public all over Baylor, they're looking like the old bears team before the layoff. And uh, I mentioned the total is going up. Ross, what's the reaction there? 
your neck of the woods. After Nova makes a Sweet 16, many people writing them off, saying they're going to be an early exit. Now, it was Winthrop in North Texas, but here's Jay Wright in the Sweet 16 again. Correct. Now, it was Winthrop in North Texas is yeah. a really good point. I think yeah. a lot of people don't think they would have been able to beat Purdue. It speaks to Villanova, though, that even when they lose their best player and their leader, Colin Gillespie, that they're still able to get to the Sweet 16. I mean, look, a lot of these programs out here, they weren't even able to make the tournament this year. You know, Kentucky and Duke, et cetera. Villanova not only made the tournament, they found themselves in the Sweet 16, even though they had tremendous adversity. I, I do think it speaks to the culture that they've created there, but they beat a couple teams, guys, that they should beat. I mean, even yeah. with their top guy hurt, they should be able to beat Winthrop in North Texas. Yeah, I've seen some sharper people that I respect that are on Nova. I'm just not there. I can, I can see Baylor just steamrolling them. How about you? I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah. I I would lay the points with but now Villanova does a good job of hanging, but Baylor's just got so many dudes. Um, I I would have a tough time taking Villanova in the seven and a half. I just think they're going to run out of gas. Yeah, absolutely. And you like you saw what Baylor did to a very disappointing Wisconsin team, but as disappointing as Wisconsin was all year, like they were pretty efficient. They took care of the basketball and Baylor forced a bunch of turnovers. And I just don't like fading them when they're knocking down their shots. They're just so tough defensively. Um, if anything, just the total for me in that one, I would not play either side in that one, because again, I don't like betting against Jay Wright, but Baylor looks good right now. And I know that we were all kind of counting them out, but I will not be shocked if they end up meeting Gonzaga in the national championship. And that was my original pick when everybody else was back in Illinois. Yeah. You know, I, like Ross said, I wanted to try to win my bracket and every single bracket had Illinois Gonzaga. So it's crazy that like, I actually found value still with Baylor in this tournament, but I like Baylor. Um, but I don't know about the points. If anything, just playing the over on this one. Guys, another one of the Saturday games, Arkansas Oral Roberts. I find this fascinating. I was listening to uh, John Murray from the Westgate. He's been on this show and on the BetQL audio network many times. And he was saying that they are going to need Arkansas. The ticket count is heavy on Oral Roberts. The public is taking the double-digit dog, the 15th seed in the Sweet 16 round against Arkansas. Um, it, it was 11 earlier in the week when Preston Johnson co-hosted with me on Tuesday. He he loved Arkansas. That's his favorite play of the Sweet 16 round. I see a lot of sharp people that are on Arkansas, but the public is all over that Oral Roberts story. I can't wait to bet Arkansas. Same here. And I can't wait to bet the over. And I don't care how high it gets. I got it at 159. I may play it again. I mean, that's going to be the highest total this weekend. Yeah. I wouldn't play the under in that game. And I'm with you. I'll lay it with Arkansas there. I think they win. And I think we get a lot of points in that game. You know, it's, it's, this is when it gets hard for me because I want Oral Roberts to win so bad. <laughs> like, and I know they're not going to probably, yeah. but I just love this. Is why I, part of me doesn't like filling out a bracket. I like to root for the underdog. Like, I like when Oral Roberts won. You know, Oral Roberts beats Ohio State, and people are like, oh, no, it busted my bracket. I'm like, dude, everybody had Ohio State winning the first couple rounds. It you weren't winning your crap. Right, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it. You, yeah, guys, you, you guys saw my tweet about Oral Roberts having more wins over Ohio State than Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yes, I did. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Brutal for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily.